Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. In this podcast, you'll learn actionable strategies to deal with infertility from Dr. Michael Chapman, or Prof as he's affectionately known. Prof is the co-founder of IVF Australia and is a leading Australian infertility specialist who has helped over 3,000 couples realise their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions and tips that actually work, head over to Dr. Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. That first cry of a baby born after the long journey of IVF remains one of the most beautiful experiences in the world. As an obstetrician and an IVF specialist, I've had the privilege of experiencing this over many thousands of times in my long career, but I still remain moved by each baby's first cry. It signifies the end of a long journey and the beginning of a new life. This is Professor Michael Chapman, co-founder of IVF Australia and host of the IVF Journey podcast. Thanks for tuning in. To access all the previous episodes, head over to my website, www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. You'll also be able to find the various services that we provide at IVF Australia. Today we're going to talk about endometriosis, which is getting a lot of media coverage at the moment as the campaign to increase awareness, increase research and increase treatment opportunities for women are being called for. Endometriosis is a situation where the cells that line the uterus, called the endometrium, those cells which are, grow every month and then are shed every month when a menstrual period comes, if they occur outside of the uterus, particularly in the abdominal cavity, in the pelvis, those cells undergo the same types of changes as do the cells inside the uterus. In other words, they grow under the effects of hormones and then at the time that the woman's having a period, those cells also break down. And those cells breaking down cause bleeding. Bleeding causes pain and the bleeding itself can cause inflammation and can cause scarring. And it's that scarring that causes the long-term effects of endometriosis. It occurs in approximately 15 to 20% of women by the time they are in their 30s. It occurs more commonly in women who haven't had children. And so therefore I see it very often in women coming, trying to conceive who are not being successful because of the endometriosis. And they will often have symptoms of endometriosis and those symptoms include painful periods, pain with intercourse, a pain with opening of the bowels and premenstrual spotting. And if I get any of those symptoms, patients then generally are advised to have a laparoscopy to look inside to see whether there really is endometriosis. In my infertility patients, uh, people have shown that up to 15% of women 
coming with infertility with no symptoms of endometriosis will have endometriosis. Endometriosis has an impact on infertility. Obviously the scarring in the pelvis, the core, the production of adhesions as a result of the inflammation that the endometriotic cells cause can cause obstruction of the fallopian tubes and obviously that will stop a pregnancy. But it's more than that because it seems that even mild endometriosis without that big scarring reduces fertility and certainly reduces the chances of success with IVF. So generally, if we have a suspicion of endometriosis, a laparoscopy is indicated and removal of much as, as much as possible is also indicated. One of the dilemmas that we have in infertility is that endometriosis can affect the ovaries. They can cause cysts in the ovaries called endometriomas, which are areas filled with old blood as a result of that shedding process I talked about earlier. But instead of shedding into the abdominal cavity, they shed inside a follicle. And those cysts that then form can cause pain. They can cause, particularly if they rupture, and perhaps is the easiest way of diagnosing endometriosis because they look so characteristic on ultrasound. Now I mentioned there is a dilemma. The dilemma is do we go and remove them or not? When you remove an endometrioma, the evidence is quite clear that we reduce the number of eggs available for the future. If we measure the, the product called anti-malarian hormone, it is reduced virtually always after surgery for endometriomas. But it also is reduced just because of the endometriosis. So in, at a time when we're trying to get as many eggs as possible for IVF, removing an endometrioma may not be helpful in the process, may be deleterious. Research suggests that if you have an endometrioma less than four centimetres in diameter, it should be left alone if fertility is to be considered. Obviously, if there's pain that's been caused by endometriosis and primarily it's about the ovary, then it should be removed and we have to accept the reduced fertility that goes with it to resolve the pain. But it is a important uh, discussion to have with a, with a proper fertility specialist before rushing into surgery for endometriosis if you're trying to conceive. It has to be a balanced approach. The process of removing endometriosis other than the endometriomas is relatively straightforward in terms of it just being a process of cutting out the areas or burning off the areas of endometriosis. The very severe forms are major surgical procedure. By severe I mean that the scarring that has occurred has affected the bowel and the back of the uterus, the ovaries, and they can be one big horrible mess. And it can take hours of careful surgery to remove as much endometriosis as possible and restore the normal anatomy. That sort of surgery should be done only by experts. Experts are those people who've trained under the training scheme of, of AGES, which is the Australian Gynae Endosurgery Society. And these are highly skilled people who've spent hours and hours undertaking uh, laparoscopic procedures. So always ask your specialist, if he's planning to do endometriotic surgery on you, how many he does, he or she does, and 
what sort of training have they had to do it because you'd like to go to someone who was a real specialist. So endometriosis is a common problem. It's good that the government is putting funds into research in relation to its treatment and its causes. And I'm sure over the years, the next few years, there will be significant advances. I was at an American meeting of fertility only last month and there are new agents uh, being developed that play a major role in suppressing endometriosis. They haven't yet come to Australia, uh, but they will in, in the medium term, I'm sure. By inducing short-term menopause and switching off the hormones that stimulate endometriosis, it seems we can get good control quite quickly just with tablets. So the future is going to be better for endometriosis and in relation to fertility, I'm sure we'll see improving pregnancy rates with its appropriate treatment. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. Thank you for listening to The IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1800 111 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au.